0: Well, the hater's gonna hate, 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 hate. And the faker's gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna make, 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 make. Making luck, making luck. A podcast! Anyway, so,
1: are we ready to get into sure. the episode? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Making <laughs> Luck, a Dominion podcast. My name is Adam Horton, and, and here with me is Jake. Hi, Jake. Hey, everyone. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing okay. That was that was probably the best intro we've had, and we've had some good ones. We've had yeah. some
1: good ones, yeah. And I mean, we're, it's a great intro to a great episode and a great raffle. So, if <laughs> oh, uh, what did we raffle off last time? I don't remember.
0: You oh, get yeah, to replace we, got a Dominion the, we you card. get
1: to replace a Dominion card with one of your choice, and uh, the winner was Jennifer Jensen, who has made a compelling argument that Fortress, as it is, is too strong of a big money enabler, and so she wants <laughs> to make it non-terminal, and I agree. So, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, as far as we're concerned, Fortress is now non-terminal. <laughs> yep.
0: That's a great change. Yeah. You know, there was a long time ago that um, someone made a, a post somewhere on the internet. I can't remember where. They were talking about uh, what you do in the kingdom with every single kingdom card. Okay. This was after guilds. But then they, then they decided to take like the most OP strategies and try and nerf them progressively. Because I okay. guess that's a thought experiment you can do. And the first card they hit was Fortress. Really? What? Fortress enables, like, the most OP stuff in the entire game.
1: I mean, I can see that being a thing, right?
0: Rats upgrade Fortress can end the game faster than, I guess, just about anything. They didn't have bath salts back then.
1: Right, yeah. (laughs) But that's how
0: powerful Fortress is.
1: Well, that is interesting. Like, if you, in this hypothetical game where you have every single kingdom pile available... um, I think Black Market's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a terminal silver. But yeah, the, um, like, do you get to... Uh, you get to play Treasures. Like, if three piles run out, is the game over?
0: I think so. I don't know. Do you have shelters? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's super, crazy. Super great. Yeah. I'm making Luck, a Dominion variant podcast. Yeah.
1: No, we need one of those. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we before we get into this episode, which is going to be on Apothecary, by the way, so we're going to be excited to talk about that, but we have a very special raffle this time. It's, I'd say, really once in a lifetime. I am going to give to whoever wins the raffle, I'm going to bestow upon you my immortality. That's right. Wow. I am ready to give it up. I have been for a long time. All but the
0: immortality that you
1: have. Yeah, I have to... But whoever wins the raffle, whoever um, I end up giving it to, has
0: to accept it willingly. So, good luck to everyone, and... So, um, are you going to, like, take a piece of paper and write my soul on it and then make them eat it? No, they
1: don't have to eat it. They just have to take it, willingly. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. But,
1: uh, so, as long as you do that, um, we can finally... Go ahead and transfer my immortality to you, and that'll be great. So,
0: Are you going to stop calling people
1: mortal from now on? No, I'm still going to do that. Oh. As long as I can. Mortal? I know you are, but what am I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a good one.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So.
0: So, yeah, uh, we had some bread from last time.
1: Yeah, we got to play a kingdom that uh, was kind of influenced by the card procession, because yeah. that's
0: what the episode was about. Yeah. So uh, why don't why don't we read the uh, cards from that kingdom? Sure, uh, you do this one.
1: Yeah, sure. We had uh, monastery, patrician, nobles, warehouse, horse traders, procession, obviously, trader, cartographer, minion, and wild hunt. And I'm sorry that wasn't in cost order. I'm still trying to <laughs> still trying to figure that one out with the uh, <laughs> updates to the. <laughs> okay so uh once more for our audio only listeners i'm gonna try to do this one in cost order we had monastery patrician split with emporium again uh we had warehouse we had procession trader horse traders cartographer minion wild hunt and
0: Nobles. That was real good. You got it. I was worried for a second. Yeah, I know. It's hard because Horse Traders is in the corner. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was... I, but we, we got there. Yeah, yeah. so uh,
1: there were a couple of different strategies you could do here. Um, I think one of them was probably pretty much stronger than the others, right?
0: Yeah, I think I, I landed on a deck that I thought was best here in a way that you go about building the deck that I thought was best, actually. Yeah. So what did that look like? So the, the deck I liked uh, involved... Thinning with both Trader and Monastery, and uh, playing a lot. Basically, Wild Hunt was the focus of the deck, but you need Village to make that good, and so Procession and Nobles, both being potential Villages, were important. Nobles is pretty easy to gain by processing Fivers. You put Minions in the deck. You put Wild Hunts in the deck. You you put, like, all the action cards in the deck.
1: Yeah, there's very little of the kingdom you don't end up buying or gaining at some point here
0: yeah horse traders being the only plus buy like it's pretty awkward especially revolving yeah. around the three and four dollar price points because processing a warehouse is um it's a little awkward when uh draw is so tight right yeah it's everything to your hand size
1: yeah the the minion attack here was actually pretty brutal um more so than it normally is because pretty much everything you wanted to do required you to have a five
0: card hand yeah, It got it just got a lot worse when you had one less card to work with. Um, Horse Traders is, is a card that you need to put in your deck, and in order for that to be any good at all, you have to have cards that are okay to discard. And yeah. that's really tough to come by here, uh, because you're playing Warehouses. Most of the cards you don't like are already discarded, or maybe yeah. even cards you do like have been discarded. And increasing <laughs> your hand size beyond four is just extremely difficult to do. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I think
1: that... Pretty much, no matter what deck you were uh, going for here, the opener was probably Trader Monastery. I think that's what we settled on.
0: Yeah, and I think I might have said something about Horse Traders Monastery, but I waffled last time. Horse Traders Monastery have enough of an anti-synergy together that mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. Like whenever I tried to build a deck with that opening, it just seemed so much slower. And and like, I mean, just trying to build decks here was pretty soul-crushing in some cases. It's really tough to put things together. Yeah, whereas if you open Trader Monastery and you do get them to collide, you're mm. really
1: happy because you trash an estate, gain two silvers, play your monastery, trash two coppers. It's, it's yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, like, this is,
0: this is the, the ideal the case. And, yeah. like, it's not terribly unlikely. I mean, yeah, they need to... Your opening buys need to collide, and you also need to find an estate. But, man, when that does happen, it's just so good. It felt like it was happening, like, half the time. Like... Well, maybe you make that kind of shuffle look. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, So I I will say, like, back to Adam's point on um, (laughs) soul-crushing, this kingdom kind of was soul-crushing all the way around because, one, it was a kind of difficult deck to play. Like, you're, we mentioned in the episode that with Procession, your deck composition is constantly changing, and you have to be constantly taking inventory. of What's in my deck at any given time? Do I yeah. have a potential village effect? Can I draw enough cards, etc.? Yeah. Um How many wild hunts do I have? Can I play that?
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> how many wild hunts do I have? And make sure I don't play them all with ten points on the pile, and then yeah. think I have another one. And oops! <laughs> nope. Yeah. And...
1: The other thing was that it was very snowbally, and um,
0: I it, it swung really hard once it started to. Yeah, like once the deck gets going, it takes a while to get there, but once it gets <clears> going, <throat> oh man, procession is a monster, and you just start doing all kinds of stuff. You're playing so many action cards, and that's great if that's you. Yeah, uh, but like if, if you're, you're not, th- you basically lose because the game's over and piles are. Yeah, right?
1: like there that. This game this board was kind of a little bit frustrating to play on the if if things didn't work out as well for you whether it was because you made a worse decision or had worse draws or what have you because like there was really no counterplay like once your opponent did start attacking you with minions and getting his processions to process horse traders into wild hunts and eventually get the nobles online etc There's not a lot you can do, because you're kind of, I mean, that's the deck that's good here, and you're kind of building the same thing as him, but he's, like, way ahead of you, or you're way ahead of him, or what have you, so there wasn't really a close game when we were playing this. One One of us just steamrolled the other one.
0: Yeah, it felt really good when that was me.
1: Yeah, um, it felt good when it was me, too.
0: Um, I think that <laughs> happened once. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of flailing around with the bots. Uh, I also played a couple of different decks here. Wild Hunt Big Money, uh, that that doesn't work very well against a competent opponent. It only works no. when Jake hasn't played this kingdom yet, and he doesn't <laughs> know what he's doing. yeah. So um, that was argument or, the other game I or when I remember. have played the kingdom and I still don't know what I'm doing. oh, yeah, also that one right uh, um, also, like I tried building a deck that used minion as its primary source of draw, and that did not really work. I mean you need you need to be increasing your hand size using other means. I was actually surprised at the number of times I played nobles for actions and was happy about it. yeah, well, it's not a, like you can't
1: use minion for draw here. it's that noble's wild hunt and procession together
0: were just better.
1: I think, like...
0: Well, it's certainly certainly stronger to play large numbers of the card Wild Hunt... Yeah. ...than it is to play large numbers of the card Minion when your plus buy is Horse Traders... Right. ...and that discards cards from your hand, and, like, what's your village... And how are you going to get that before your horse trade? Like, with only four cards in your hand, it's surprisingly difficult to get anything really good to happen with your minion deck. Sure, yeah. So, like, double provincing in that deck just is not a thing that happens.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't think any of us... I, I don't think any deck that we played got more than a province per turn at any point. Uh... I think, in terms of buying, obviously you get the wild hunt points, and that's more than a province per turn, and there's nobles, but like in terms of actually what you buy, I don't think you shot for 16 and 2.
0: There, yeah, you didn't shoot for that. There was that one game where you ended up gaining like a million silvers, and you did double province at one time. That's true. But I said that I didn't think that was good, but you you were going to win that game no matter what you did, so it didn't matter. That's true. I,
1: I do remember that. What, how did that happen? I think I, uh, I processioned a trader... You
0: uh, trash. trash two silvers. Trash two. Sil- You're like, I want this traitor out of my deck. Yeah,
1: no, this has. This is the only way this can happen.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't realize he still had a monastery. Anyways.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this the silver is actually um, didn't punish me the way they could have
0: because it ended you, up you make your own shuffle luck.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it actually they staggered out enough that I was able to use them to get wild hunts and minions. And I at a certain point, once I realized that my deck was to a point I didn't need them anymore, I was able to monastery them away. Um, so
0: that yeah, was that was good that was, was good cool. You, yeah. yeah yeah so I think uh, on a 5-2 I would open minion monastery I think I'd be pretty happy about it yeah uh, I um, think maybe your first one or two fivers are probably minion here and then you just kind of pile wild hunts because you don't want your opponent to get too many of them and they're fine to process they become nobles which are just fine yeah right yeah but uh, yeah, yeah I would say that's, I think that's about all I have to say about that kingdom yeah procession's a good card there it's oh a good yeah way to yeah. showcase it profession
1: <laughs> procession's a monster there definitely yeah.
0: and uh you know we're gonna have some games that we played on video upload them go and check them out huh. there's there's a lot of thinkiness that goes into the way that deck gets built and uh it depends a lot on your draws so if yeah, you yeah. want more detail on this kingdom that's how you're gonna get it
1: also if you want to play a kingdom where it's really
0: easy to screw up um this is the one <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Just make sure you're uh, already in a bad mood because, uh, you know, the oh, yeah. soul brushing. I'm I had, just kidding. I'm I had, like, just gotten up. Oh, yeah. So good. It was great. Yeah. There <laughs> was, there was, uh, there's one other thing that I want to touch on before we get into our meat as maybe, like, a, maybe like a buttery spread before we uh, yeah. grill this bread. A and tapenade. get that delicious caramelization. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I don't really like tapenades. What is tapenade? It's like an olive relish. Oh, I thought it was, like, butter. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I, I don't know. The tapenade <laughs> is made from olives, and I don't really like olives. We know this now. Yeah. On Making
1: Luck. A tapenade a culinary podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, this, this actually has to do with a couple episodes ago when we talked about Rebuild. Uh, so, Wandering Winder typed many, many mm-hmm. words about Rebuild, and, uh... There, there's some good words in there. Uh, it turns yeah. out that he had done a good amount of work with rebuild. You know, back when he was still in the scene and rebuild was causing pain to everyone. Sure. And they're on the forums, and I mean, there are a lot of really good points in there. Um, there, there was, uh, I, I think. I mean, I, I all I can say is that I think you should just go read it. There are a couple yeah. of things that I said that he said better, and uh, you know, you should go check it out. Yeah, I had a chance to read through it. There's some good thoughts in there. There's um, so many words, and, like, I love those words, man. They're yeah. so delicious, like a buttery spread on a piece of bread that's about to hit a hot pan.
1: Man, I am just feeling slathered in butter right
0: now. Yeah. Actually, a lot of times when I do that, I use margarine, but, you know. Slather yourself? Uh, Yes, or bread. Uh, Because it has a higher smoke point, right? Because it's oil-based. So you can give it higher heat and get a harder sear on it. And I like things crispy and caramelized. Which is great when you're slathering. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it has a little bit of a uh, chemical-heavy makeup. But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there are some places out there that, you know, can give you some chemical-heavy lunch meat. Like maybe a deli-slash-apothecary.
1: Yeah. So, like... An apothecary is the first place that I would
0: go for medicine or lunch meat. Yeah. Um, and that's... It's like that one-stop shop. Yeah. And that's... The money you save in gas by not driving to two places justifies uh, the extra price you pay, but I would be paying that higher price anyway for the premium ingredients. Right.
1: And the the premium is on your health insurance because the apothecary is not recognized by the Anthem Network.
0: But... <laughs> um, we...
1: That's unfortunate. Yeah, you have to open potion. That's the that's their kicker. Yeah, I want you, to do
0: that. you you start voiding all kinds of warranties or something.
1: Yeah. So apothecary. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is a card from the alchemy expansion, and it gives you plus card plus action. Um, it well, first off, it costs two in potion. Nice gives you <laughs> gives you plus card plus action, and the text says reveal the top four cards of your deck put the coppers and the potions into your hand, and put the rest back on top of your deck in any order. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a good card. It's a good card. All right. Good talk. Good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our next kingdom, Chapel. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah so, uh, so like this is, this is a pretty good card. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if you're going to go for it, uh, you, you should probably open with a potion, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Apothecary is at its best... Early on in the game, because uh, those things that we said you can draw with it—that's most of your deck at that
0: point. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. So, so like it's it's definitely best early on. Uh, I'm having a hard time thinking of situations where you want an apothecary and you don't open potion for it.
1: Sure. Like yeah. It's if you pretty rare. If you're going with with apothecary, that you declare that very early
0: on and you commit to it, and you pretty much buy it in the first few turns every chance you get. Yeah, you, you definitely want a high quantity of them a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I think if you're going to play Apothecary with big money, it will probably lose uh, to just regular big money. And, you know, this is kind of a silly comparison to make, but I think the reasons why are sort of illuminating yeah. of a few key things about playing with Apothecary. Yeah, what does this card do, and what does it not do yeah, so, so the things about Big Money that Apothecary doesn't like is, first of all, Big Money usually doesn't play with plus-buy cards. Yeah, And just like every other potion card out there, almost every other potion card out there, mm-hmm. uh, it really, really likes to have plus-buy.
1: Yeah, probably this one even more than others, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, this and Vineyard are the top two, and don't make me pick, but like... <laughs> I, I, it's really tough for me to play either one of these cards in a kingdom without the presence of plus buy.
1: Yeah, if you don't see the plus buy, you probably aren't buying Apothecary, right? I mean, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's kind of hard to think about
0: why Edge you would. cases, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, they're out there, but like, yeah. I don't really want to talk about them, so let's, not, let's yeah. not do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, so... So the other the other reason I have is Apothecary plus your coppers is just doesn't really cut it as your only source of economy.
1: Right. Apothecary isn't really an economy card. It puts the coppers into your hand and you can argue that that is something in the role of uh, world of economy like early on in the game when those coppers sure. are like yeah. the things you're relying on to buy things, but as you get on in the game and both players decks have cards in them that are of higher quality than the copper, like, presumably, right? Um, The Apothecary's role, it kind of shifts a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, Apothecary isn't really giving you buying power. The point of it isn't to get the coppers into your hand, it's to get them out of the way.
0: Yeah, so, like, Apothecary, at its heart, is a deck control card, right? It enables you to draw more cards so you can play more cards. And, you know, it really likes drawing coppers, and unfortunately... Copper is not a great card, and if right. copper is all your deck does, well, your deck, chance chances are, it's not the best deck in the world.
1: Right. You I, can... I your opponent, who is buying
0: silvers and gold is probably beating you at that point. That's very true. <laughs> uh, so, like, Apothecary, you can buy an eighth copper, and you can find those eight coppers, and, and your potion. You oh, can find that, out. too. And you can buy some provinces, but uh, it, it has some issues with um, continuing to find those those cards, those eight coppers that you really need. And so you really don't want to be buying even more coppers to put in your deck because now it's harder to find your Apothecaries. But like now you've got these green cards too, and so these, these kind of highlight the weaknesses of Apothecary in general. Apothecary yeah. doesn't like to have cards like good cards or green cards, both of which are really good for winning games of Dominion
1: yeah, in it, your deck.
0: It's rare to consider the odd game of
1: Dominion where you win without, you know, provinces in <laughs> your deck or colonies or what have you, and um, uh, those are things Apothecary can't draw. So yeah, that's it's a problem. It's usually not because of copper that you do that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like you, you no do need something else. No amount of copper in the world is probably going to help you hit colony. I'm I'm going on record.
0: Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> approximately eleven copper are necessary for you to hit Colony. Right. But that's just a guess. Because it could probably close to 55.
1: Yeah, plus or minus 55. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the role of uh, Apothecary, it can kind of be seen... It's not, it's not a payload card. It doesn't draw you money, and then you're happy about having that money. What it is kind of is a replacement for Copper Thinning. And when I say that, I, I mean... I don't mean you don't pair it with any Copper Thinning ever. I mean... You don't get it to draw coppers and be excited about that. You get it so that the coppers are out of the way and you don't lament not having
0: put them out of your deck. Sure. So um, I think there are are two things that are worth talking about related to that. Um, The first one is that Apothecary really does like to have other sources of draw around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if your only way to increase your hand size is apothecary then you're just putting a bunch of coppers in your hand that's not great we've talked about it but realistically you want to have other cards in your deck and you want those other cards to not have to worry about drawing coppers so like there's this concept of uh of like the the cards that you normally draw and then there's these free draws you get with apothecary yeah the four cards you look at you can maybe draw them for free if they're the right thing
1: yeah, at the very, and when we say sources of draw along with Apothecary, um, in this case, and in this case only, we're including things like cantrips, like anything that, or even like something like warehouse, even if it decreases your hand size in the long term, anything that lets you draw cards in the middle of your turn is kind of good with Apothecary, just because it's gotten the coppers out of the way, and... Simply just drawing through everything with Apothecaries, the plus card, plus action, is kind of inefficient.
0: So, I want to make a distinction here. Um, apotheca- so, draw. When I, when I say draw, it's uh, my own definition of draw, which is better than everyone else's definition of draw, so you should all just forget everything you know about Dominion and use my definition— The idea of draw is a way to increase the number of cards in your hand without decreasing the number of actions you have remaining. Right. Apothecary certainly does this, but I put it in the draw with issues category because the cards that it puts in your hand are coppers. So, like, you need some way to get value out of that. Yeah. And uh, something like Warehouse is a great way to get value out of that because now you've drawn these coppers. You probably don't have many coppers on top of your deck, but you have them in your hand and now you play a warehouse, and you can just discard coppers, and now you have good cards in your hand, right?
1: Yeah, and maybe you play another apothecary, and those coppers are back in your deck, and you can draw them again.
0: It's so good. It's I mean, amazing. <laughs> there is definite synergy there, and, yeah. and that is, I mean, that's, the way I see it, uh, the distinction I wanted to make was that apothecary is providing the draw, and in this case, warehouse is providing the filtering to compensate for the issue that apothecary has with its draw. Absolutely. Uh other sources of draw that really do increase your hand size are going to be much better because yes. drawing cards is fantastic, right? Uh, but and and there there really is this synergy there. Without those other sources of draw, you're going to run into those same issues you have without draw, right? Uh, especially with cantrips too, because if you're drawing, you know, if you're using just cantrips to draw you're still going to feel the pain of not being able to increase your hand size other than coppers. So, like, this kind of stuff isn't a way around Apothecary's issues unless you can find some kind of special synergy like Warehouse. Uh, Other examples of that are, like, Wishing Well. Yeah. Right? Uh, Wishing Well, Herald, Vagrant. These kind of cards uh, really like to take advantage of Apothecary's ability to put things back on your deck in a certain order. Mm -hmm. And you can... Unlock the draw capabilities of those cards using the synergy they have with Apothecary. Sure. So, like, Va- yes, vassal to a degree too, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, so you can you can really you can draw cards with Apothecary, and yes, that's what it's good good at. But it's not that simple, and you know you should keep in mind its synergy with other types of draw. Definitely. Um, so, what does Apothecary have?
1: As an advantage, that it kind of does better than anything else in Dominion. Uh,
0: any source of draw, really. Um, well, the the thing that comes to my mind is uh, cycling. Yeah. So, like, in the best case, I've played an Apothecary, and I've revealed four things that I can draw! Ha! I drew five cards from an Apothecary. That's super great. Uh, and, you know, even though these cards aren't the best cards in the world... Um, they're not on top of my deck anymore because if I didn't play that apothecary, my next hand was four coppers or maybe some, maybe a potion was in there, and and now I'm having a good hand because I have um, I've gotten this cycling from apothecary. It's it's kind of a combination of churning and maybe some filtering depending on what you drew. Exactly, and
1: again, the point of it is that there are these other cards that are also in your deck that has apothecaries and you're seeing those more often because you got the coppers out of the way. Just um, to reiterate that point again, the point of the Apothecary was to play
0: those other cards more often, not to get the coppers. For sure, and and when we talk about tactics and how you play your Apothecary's best, I mean, that's the point we're going to be coming back to, because that's if you have other good cards in your deck, that's the role Apothecary's playing, for sure.
1: And the... Other thing that you think about with Apothecary as being its main strength is deck reach, quote unquote. Like it Apothecary looks at more cards in your deck, potentially, than any other non terminal in the game.
0: Sure. I think there's only one card that does more, and that's patrol, right?
1: Right. I mean you could say cartographer too, but or like you know, navigator or whatever, yeah. but like But Apothecary is very good at reaching through your deck and finding the thing that
0: you want no matter where it is yeah that card could have been five deep and as long as you can draw one more card after your apothecary you can have that card you really need to keep your turn going if that's what you need to keep your turn going yep that's definitely a thing so with those
1: strengths absolutely come some weaknesses and the first one is actually kind of caused by that deck reach oh yeah um and that is something that is a little bit trickier to manage Until uh, you've uh, been conscious of it for a while yeah. And you start kind of managing your shuffles around it And that's causing bad shuffles with Apothecary mm,
0: yeah. it's, uh, a-, a lot of times when I play a card uh, If it could possibly trigger a shuffle If it gets me close, you know, I stop and think And normally I don't have to worry about that Until there's maybe three cards left in my deck With Apothecary, you kind of have to worry about that when there's maybe up to seven cards in your deck. Right. I'm I'm playing an Apothecary, and there's seven cards in my deck, and now I'm looking at some of them, and maybe I have another Apothecary I want to play, and that one could trigger a shuffle. Or maybe I'm going to put something back, and and I'm going to put cards back in such a way that I'm going to be mindful of that shuffle. So this actually brings me to what I think is kind of an
1: on-topic plug here. Uh, you may know that Adam and I recently started doing a Dominion coaching series or Dominion review series where we uh, record games of Dominion and analyze them. Uh, whether it's our own or the games you guys submit to us. By the way, definitely do that. It's a great series. Great way to talk about Dominion. Yeah. And also, I Adam did one for me. Recently, of one of my games, and this was a game that had Apothecary and Warehouse. And if you want to get into a lot of the uh, things mechanically that you're thinking about that uh, Apothecary does and doesn't enable, um, take a look at that because there are some things, there are some correct decisions I make with shuffles, and there are definitely some incorrect ones as well. And Adam will point those
0: out as we go mm. um, in so that video. Great. So uh, that's hard to do. Like you yeah. have to think a lot further ahead than what you normally do to make the best decisions. And, you know, a lot of times you can get by with a certain set of tactics which we'll address when it comes to Apothecary. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting anywhere close to that shuffle, it changes a lot and you have to think really far ahead or else you're potentially going to cause a shuffle that is not going to make you happy. Yeah, Uh, Apothecary has some other weaknesses too that
1: I think it's worth going over.
0: Yeah,
1: In the... Pre- so uh, apothecary really likes it when you have this one kind of card that it can draw, um and sometimes you get other kinds of cards that it can't draw, and you don't always want those, like yeah, like junking, oh, that's what I was getting at it's yeah. like sometimes you're you're getting junk with curses and uh, ruins I don't want those or or things that aren't coppers and uh, like Silvers? Like Silvers Oh, man. From embassy. Wait, wait, but I want those. Right, yeah. So, um, at that point, yeah. Apothecary gets pretty weak in the presence of Junking Attacks.
0: Yeah, you kind of want some way to, to get rid of those cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, yeah, it certainly gets a lot worse. Uh, familiar is uh, a particular offender because, like, a lot of times you can open Potion and, you know, the other guy hits three potion, and I get their familiar, and you hit two potion. It's like, well, I guess I'll get this apothecary, but it feels so bad... Yeah. ...because they're junking you, and you are revealing curses from the top of your deck. And that's just not the best feeling in the world. It really
1: isn't. And also, uh, when there are the tools that would allow you to thin enough that the junk wouldn't really be a problem for apothecary, you have to wonder... Was it really worth going for apothecary? If you had that much thinning at your disposal, how much did you need
0: the apothecary in the first place? So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a question you should ask yourself, but the answer is not always I don't want the apothecary. Sure, no,
1: it's not a hard and
0: it's not a hard and fast rule. Like apothecary is so good at the start of the game that like even if you do plan to pursue copper thinning or just thinning in general, like sometimes you still just want to go for it because it's it's potentially a very good card. Or maybe the thinning is kind of slow or, um, you know, maybe the thinning is, is expensive, like six or seven, and Apothecary yeah. can help you at that price point. Yeah, and
1: that's that's all valid. So, like, if your only degree of, you know, making your deck
0: better is like expand or... I was thinking forge. Forge yeah. or something like that. Because yeah. Apothecary can also get all the coppers in your hand to throw into the forge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or if there's some other synergy with apothecary that you like, like uh Herald or something. Yeah, and but again, we, we're stressing here
1: again that the apothecary, both in the short and the long term, really needs plus buy.
0: Yeah, I still I don't think I would be going for that without some kind of plus buy, for sure. Otherwise, Definitely. it just doesn't seem worth. Right. So, I, I mean, among these issues, I think also in general, is just consistency. Um Apothecary is good when you have coppers in your deck, and if you have coppers in your deck, you could draw this at the start of your turn or at an inconvenient time. And yeah. That really just isn't as good as thinning coppers when it comes to consistency. Like, yeah, Apothecary can, if all goes well, just, you draw your deck anyway, Apothecary helped, and now you have these extra seven coppers and a potion to spend, and you're super happy because you have these extra buys and this extra money, and that's great, But the deck just isn't as consistent, and particularly when it comes to greening, like Apothecary does not handle that very well. So you really are looking for certain types of synergy to compensate for that fact.
1: Yeah, like any other control card in the game, your turn is much better typically if you have it in your hand at the start of your turn, and Uh. it's kind of hard to guarantee that with
0: Apothecary, outside from buying a ton of Apothecaries, and... So the big thing that you'd end up doing a lot when there's no finning, is buying a lot of apothecaries.
1: Yeah, and you'll do it, and you'll be happy about having them, but, like, they don't win you the game, the apothecaries. So every time you buy an apothecary, that's not something else you were investing in. So really, you want to get away with having as few cop- copies of apothecary as you can get away with without losing reliability or consistency
0: yeah so this is this is something that i I remember uh nitpicking when we were talking about this episode before so like one of the one of the best ways to have reliability other than spamming and you know we're going back to that cycling episode mm-hmm. man that's such a an ubiquitous concept in Dominion I'm so yeah. glad we did an episode about cycling yeah we're so great, Jake, <laughs> especially me, but wow. also you thanks Adam no problem but uh so, so another, really the best one was topdecking, right? And so a lot of the times I find myself um, you know, buying an apothecary every turn because I have this potion, mm-hmm. and it's only two coins more, and I've got the buys, and I can topdeck my stuff. So that's, that's one example where spamming apothecaries is just kind of a natural thing that happens, and that's sure. a good way to start your turn with one. And that doesn't necessarily apply to other cards as much. Uh, I think really Scrying Pool, because of its two potion cost, is another big one. Yeah. Because you don't need five Scrying Pools to draw your deck, but sometimes you just want to have the extra one and top deck it. So so that's one situation, but... Uh, po- scrying Pool also has a stackable attack that can be kind
1: of nice sometimes, too. But Can a, be, yeah. yeah. Sure. We're, we're getting into other issues there, but yeah, go ahead. Making luck. A Scrying Pool podcast. A tangential podcast.
0: Yeah. A two potion podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, I open potion, potion, yeah, speaking of university, uh you cannot gain apothecary with university, Damn. I hate it when I can't gain university with apothecary
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: well, well, anyway, uh so I mean other forms of reliability are you know like the the standard like Scheme well, scheme is amazing for reliability, right? That's what the card yeah. does. But scheme, you know, scheme and apothecary are really good together. Yeah. But if you're going to use like the havens or the gears, you still want extra copies of the apothecary. Yeah. So they're not super that bad, but at the same time, you know, if if you're going to thin your coppers, you know, don't keep buying the apothecaries if they're not that good for you. Or if you need those two coins in a potion, you know, don't get the apothecary. It, it's not an autopilot decision, but it is good a decent amount of time.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the thing that Adam mentioned before with gear and Haven, and we come look at, you kind of save in the same boat, uh, brings me to the aspect of Apothecary where it is kind of a feast or famine type of control card. It, it Sometimes you, you have that situation that Adam talked about a second ago where you reveal four coppers and you Got plus five cards, plus one action. Feels so good, and that's oh, amazing. Man, I
0: need a cigarette.
1: Other times, you play your apothecary and reveal a state, a state curse, province, or whatever, and yeah. then you're sad. And so, like, there's not much you can do about that either. Right? It's kind of a pain in the tuchus. So the y- you'll find that the same number of apothecaries can have a really variable impact on your turn, uh, turn by turn. So when you see things that let you put aside extra copies of Apothecary you didn't have to play, what that is telling you is that you can maybe get away with fewer copies of Apothecaries than you would normally try to get away with. Because on those awesome turns where things did work out for you, and you got to overdraw everything, and you still have Apothecaries, you can set them aside and get them for next turn.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I just want to say that doesn't mean that it was a mistake to get those extra Apothecaries. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it just
1: means that there's a little bit even more reward for getting those things and for getting the apothecaries.
0: Yeah, like one of the one of the situations where overdraw can be uh, this is a it could be a whole another episode on overdraw, but sure. one of the situations where overdraw can be a lot more okay than normal. Uh, overdraw being where you're drawing more cards than what you have in your deck. I play yeah. a card that normally would give me cards, and I don't get it because I already drew everything. Uh, that's definitely more okay with apothecary because. If Apothecary is good in a deck, I probably didn't thin my coppers. The deck has consistency issues. So overdrawing in that case is uh, making me have good turns more often, and that's certainly worth it in a lot of cases. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think there are two synergies that I wanted to point out with Apothecary before we move on to the tactics. Sure. Uh, The first one is Scout, Rest in peace, we hardly knew you. Um, I mean, Scout's a really bad card, and yeah, uh, you, know, you got to keep that in mind. But Apothecary decks, they choke on green. Scout is great for clearing green off of your deck. Um, if there's one card in the entire game of Dominion that, that will make Scout more likely for me to buy than any other card, like I'm pushing Scout up into the 1% chance I would buy this card. Oh, wow. It is Apothecary that does it. That's pretty impressive. And it does have a pretty special synergy. So um, just wanted to shout out my boy, Scout, Ribbon Peace. We'll miss it was you, It too soon. Yeah. Hashtag never forget.
1: I bought it on a dare once.
0: Yeah? Yeah. How'd that go? I lost.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah, so.
0: <laughs> the other one is Native Village. Yeah. Uh, Apothecary Native Village is by itself uh, pretty good. I mean, you're going to need some plus buy, obviously, because Apothecary needs it. But like it It turns
1: plus it turns native village into an actual thinning option.
0: Yeah, like most other ways of enabling you to use native village as like a recursive island mat, most of those require you to draw your deck first. And apothecary, I think, is the one card out there that kind of breaks this.
1: Yeah, I mean cartographer. But other than
0: that, but am I buying like ten cartographers to put in a deck? Perhaps not. <laughs> yeah, like cartographer doesn't draw those coppers, and so like apothecary native village deck is something that can just have eight coppers in it and be really fast to set up. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you know if you throw a woodcutter in there, rest in peace. We hardly <laughs> knew you. It was too soon.
1: Oh, uh, uh, we'll sorry. Miss, we'll no, miss
0: you, woodcutter. No mad camp, I guess. But you can like for, aim for a um, province plus apothecary turns. Growth. Sure, that one. The new woodcutter. Yeah. That's fine. Yes, <laughs> hashtag the new woodcutter. Woodcutter from 2017. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, just remember all those noobs back in 2007 that were playing with woodcutter? <laughs> yeah. What a yeah. bunch of plebs. Yeah. We're is. so much better than them. Yeah, buying our sacred groves. Getting they must boon. be low-level players and really bad at the game, and they should quit.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that if you um, aren't really, really good at Dominion,
0: you're never going to be. So, yeah, so just so, why bother trying? Yeah,
1: I mean... I hope you enjoyed the podcast,
0: though. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about you guys. Yeah, right? no. You guys are really good. Right? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, Apothecary Native Village, it's a pretty good deck with any sort of plus buy. It's really good. And it kind of uh, represents an archetype of, of decks. A lot of people ask, when is it worth building a, a deck that has a lot of action cards, maybe draws a lot of cards? They use the E word, but like, I'm going to be more descriptive. When is it worth building that deck when you can't get more than one province per turn? And what I'm thinking of is, like, really fast, consistent province per turn decks. Okay. And Apothecary is really great at that, because it gets yeah. you off the ground quickly, and if you can find some way of consistency, which Native Village is just really good at, then, then this is the kind of deck that can be worth building. Yes. I mean, yeah. this is going to be the crap out of big money with any kind of... I mean, yes, there's plus buys, so, oh, about two provinces per turn, but, like, this is so good, right, that maybe you don't want to go that far. So you want to talk about uh, how to play your Apothecary deck well?
1: Yeah, so there is some execution to playing Apothecary. Uh, oh, yeah. there, there are lots of cards in the game and lots of players who play this way where you, you just you just indiscriminately play the actions that are in your hand and see what happens.
0: I mean, it's easy. I play my Villages, and then I play my Non-Terminals, then I play my Terminals, and then I play my Treasures.
1: I mean, you sound like that most of the time. Yeah. Um, Apothecary actually has some execution in terms of optimizing it and making sure you don't hurt yourself with it, right? Mm. Yeah. So, um, we've talked before about the in the episode about how Apothecary has some natural draw on it. To, it has the draw that is on the card.
0: Yeah, and plus then, one card.
1: Yeah, and then it has f- its free draws, quote-unquote, that it gets to look at cards, and if they qualify,
0: you get to draw them for free. Yeah, that's so good. So, like, every other source of card draw in the game is, like, that that natural draw. Yeah. So any other card that gives you plus cards or even the five cards you start with in your starting hand. Like all that is natural draws and those are those are better right because they can draw good cards. Right. And then you have these crappy free discount bin Walmart clearance section draws. But you got a bunch of them. But you got a lot of them. Yeah. Uh and save the- money live better. hashtag register trademark anyway hashtag apothecary
1: yeah (laughs) they but but the trick to uh, optimizing your apothecary play and, and maximizing what it can do for your turn is to maximize the number of free draws that you get off of it so basically the ideal situation the perfect apothecary play you are never drawing coppers or potions any other way but with apothecary so, you make yeah. that as likely as possible by making sure that the cards that apothecary is seeing always have a chance to be copper or potion
0: and and if you have achieved that, then like you you've basically achieved the effect of thinning those coppers from your deck right granted exactly. you, you know you had to start your hand with an apothecary and mm-hmm. find some way to not draw them in your opening hand, so that's a little tough to do, but that's that's really the goal that we're going for. We want basically the text of every other card that we're using to draw to read plus one card but and eh, don't worry about those coppers and that They're, silly potion. It's not going to be the coppers, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the way that you definitely are getting the most out of an apothecary deck in a uh, turn is that you are drawing through those coppers and then using your other sources of draw to to look at anything else that you know isn't a copper or a potion.
0: Yeah, so you want you want any unknown card in your deck that you're that you going to potentially draw, something that you haven't already revealed to an apothecary, you want that to be revealed first with an apothecary so that the coppers can be filtered out. Or another yeah. way of saying it is that you want to you want to minimize the number of times that you have to draw a card with some natural draw right. that could possibly be a copper.
1: Yeah, and one other way to put it too is that basically you don't want apothecary to see the same card twice without drawing it. Yeah, that's an inefficiency that you kind of want to avoid. Yeah. If you play Apothecary and you reveal a card, you either want to draw it some other way or not draw it, but basically you don't want to play another Apothecary and reveal that same card again. If you're doing it that way, there's something inefficient about how you're playing your apothecaries.
0: Sure. So I think uh, I think an example that I like to do is, uh, let's just say we have... Um, i just played an Apothecary and I revealed... Uh, three schemes and an apothecary This game can be any cantrip uh, So I'm just using sure. scheme because we like scheme with apothecary And we're smart So we put them in our deck So we we played an apothecary We revealed three schemes and an apothecary And in our hand We have like four schemes and four apothecaries So we, yeah. we can do whatever we want What do you do next? How do you put the cards back? And then what do you play?
1: Well, uh, you... Go ahead and put the schemes on top and draw them with schemes. And then by the time you play the apothecary, you draw the last thing that you knew wasn't um, a copper. And then you're looking at four new cards.
0: Yeah. So in this case, the order you put them back isn't so important. But I'm going to draw three of them with scheme, play the apothecary, draw the fourth one naturally. Get that fresh view of those four delicious mystery cards. And they're all coppers. Happy ending.
1: That's how it happens. Except yeah. they're not; they're four provinces because Adam didn't do it right. But no, it's fine. Coppers,
0: <laughs> happy ending. Happy ending. Dominion. But, Dominion making luck. A happy ending podcast. An uh, illegal podcast. But the uh, <laughs> there's nothing. We don't even have the explicit tag. I found out every swear word and some words that aren't even swears. Right. That's true. Just because bleeping is funny. It is. But yeah, um, yeah. I, the other thing
1: is that if you are drawing. Not necessarily to the point where you have your deck in your hand, but you're seeing your whole deck every turn. Uh, You optimize by discarding coppers over other things, so that when you play the Apothecaries, you're looking at things you could potentially draw for free again. I'm thinking about Warehouse again
0: Yeah, when I, when I go into that. It feels really good to fill your discard with coppers and potions, and then draw the rest of your deck and have Apothecaries left over. Yeah, And then just, you know for a fact that I'm gonna play this you're gonna play this apothecary and it's gonna draw five cards yeah like you know that for a fact and I mean it's hard to set up That this is you know difficult to do but but it's therapeutic it feels so good to do it yeah it's like the the inner Johnny inside
1: of you is awakened and if you've had a long day you need that right sometimes we all need to just play an apothecary and draw four coppers off it
0: and know that we were guaranteed to draw those four free drops yes yeah, because we're elite because we're so late. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. So yeah
1: yeah, so uh, we've gone into sort of how you build an apothecary deck uh, and how you play it, what the goal is and again that goal is variable based on what the other cool cards were that you put into your uh, deck. Can you think about uh, anything else that we really want to cover with this card? That's all I got. Yeah, so uh, I think that that's about all I would get into as well. Apothecary is a really fun card to play with. Other than that, there's a lot of execution behind it, and um, definitely try to work it into your
0: kingdoms. Yeah, for sure. Let us know if you think we've missed anything. As always. Yeah, Again. holler at us on the forums. Uh, you can go to adamhorton.com, uh, go to the forums there. There's a blog, just forums. Uh, forums have an episode for a uh, thread for every episode of the podcast, or uh, if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, you know, make a comment or mm-hmm. you know send an email. I'm Adam at adamhorton.com or show up at his house. Yeah. Show up at my house. Yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Why not? That's what I do. It it is what Jake does. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, holler at us and uh, you know let us know what you think. Uh, and once again, uh, we can shamelessly plug that uh, coaching series.
1: Yeah. So uh, we are, as always, doing a series where if you are able to record your games, and by the way, it's really easy to do that. Just do a quick Google search on whatever machine you're using. That I promise you, there are like four ways you could do it in like five minutes. Uh, so record your games and either upload them to YouTube, send them as files, what have you, and we can go through them turn by turn and just have a great time commentating games of Dominion. Maybe we'll learn something like how wrong I can be about these kingdoms that we're talking about yeah yeah that's the main thing we learned from no, I'm just yeah <laughs> yeah and there are a few episodes
0: already so be sure to check those out um and yeah. uh yeah hopefully you get something out of that yeah so i mean i was hoping that this episode wouldn't be an open-faced sandwich right
1: no we can't really do uh, an open-faced sandwich in the apothecary that's
0: actually been illegal since like the 90s yeah so <clears throat> let's, let's get ourselves up to code here and uh, slap another piece of bread on this bad boy. Absolutely. All right. So we have Kingdom, and here's the cards. Royal Blacksmith, Apothecary, Amulet, Oasis, Herald, Sea Hag, Spice Merchant, Apprentice, Contraband, and Vampire. Once again, for our audio-only listeners, Royal Blacksmith, Apothecary, Amulet, oasis herald sea hag spice merchant apprentice contraband and vampire yeah so um i think
1: apothecary is probably kind of strong here yeah uh the you do have thinning options actually yeah. it's i don't know if apothecary is obligatory here though you I, could, I think you i could, would go for it I think I am leaning toward it, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Like, there are things here that you could ignore Apothecary for. Like, there's enough thinning that you could build a deck that has done something else instead.
0: Are you for serious right now? You could. I'm. I'm saying Apothecary is still a strong consideration. I, I think Apothecary is part of the best deck here for sure. So, like, uh, the the elephant in the room, uh, I didn't, uh, I really shouldn't have used that word to describe the sea hag, because she's going to (laughs) get mad at me. Uh, Well, it's too late. We're committing. The elephant in the room, her name is uh, Mel Belinda. Yeah. And uh, she's junking, and Apothecary doesn't like that. But, uh, fortunately, uh, it's a bad card, and the presence of Amulet (laughs) is basically enough for me to ignore sea hag. I mean, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to invest more in thinning. But I don't think Seahag's good here, and if yeah. my opponent goes for it, like I'm still going to open Potion Amulet, thin those Estates, get some good turns. I will pick up a Spice Merchant. I will probably be thinning my Coppers. But yeah. uh, I do want Apothecaries in the deck because, like, Harold is a great synergy. It's going to help me actually draw a lot of cards. That seems to be the main source of draw on the board. And, That's true. Uh, I want to do lots of stuff.
1: Yeah, so... The only reason I would buy Sea Hag here is if I realize that my opponent has not invested in thinning early on, and of course, that's you don't
0: want to rely on your opponent making a mistake. To, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I could get Sea Hag in the right situation. Yeah, I
1: would. I would get Sea Hag to punish an opponent who hasn't uh, built in ways that would counter it. Uh, but the interesting thing that I am waffling over here is whether or not to get a vampire. I'm leaning toward yes. There's no really powerful five cost here that I'm looking to gain a lot of, but I could see using it to get some extra heralds.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I am I mean, Vampire's a really good card. It's tough to ignore under any yeah. circumstances. I
1: mean, it's attacking your opponent, too, with those hexes, and those, those can be brutal.
0: Yeah. So, like, uh, I mean, the plus buy here, Contraband, is not a good card, so you probably don't want it. Spice Merchant needs you to gain treasures, which Amulet can do, and also Vampire can potentially do, but Vampire, that whole Vampire bat cycle, doesn't actually increase the number of cards in your deck, which is kind of an important distinction for Spicy. So, yeah. I mean...
1: And without, I mean, it's gonna take a while before Spice Merchant can increase the number of cards in your deck. Because you're gonna have to get a village effect off from Harold, and then you have to gain cards with Amulet, and then trash cards with Spice Merchant. It's... Yeah, I think that's the process. Ed, that's just gonna take a while. It's not. It's not that you can't do it. You definitely can.
0: But... Well, I mean, Apothecary accelerates you so far towards that goal. Like, mm-hmm. I. I mean, I'm definitely gonna open Potion for it, and I can actually see myself getting a Royal Blacksmith in the same deck. <laughs> Not even kidding. The
1: Apothecary-Royal Blacksmith combo. Yeah. Yeah, you get to draw your coppers with Apothecary,
0: then you have more to discard with Royal Blacksmith. Yeah, and then you can redraw the coppers with Apothecary! Amazing, yes! Okay. See, like, I, I normally give some kind of a troll to start the kingdom, and that was gonna be it, but... It might actually be good. I <laughs> actually think... No, I mean, they go in the same deck. Obviously, you don't get a Royal Blacksmith until your coppers are mostly gone, but, like... Sure, that's a thing that's going to happen, and I think Apothecary is still good here.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, Heralds are going to run out. I think that that's kind of a foregone conclusion. I I don't see myself stopping by... I mean, whatever I'm doing, I, d- I don't see myself not buying Heralds if I have the opportunity to do so.
0: Uh, I mean, it's a really good card. I don't know what my hypothetical opponent's doing, so I'm not going to say they're going to run out, but yeah, it's a really good card.
1: Yeah, um, I think I, I think I want more heralds than
0: my opponent gets. But Good card. I want a lot of them. It's the only village effect here. and Sure. I mean, I don't want to play ten thousand terminals in a turn. So yeah, I like
1: mean, there's no this, terminal
0: that's amazing. Yeah. No. I mean, you got to get an amulet in there. You're probably gonna throw like one or two blacksmiths in there. Your spice merchant's gonna be terminal, but like, if I get four yeah. heralds, I'm gonna be just fine.
1: Sure. I have to wonder
0: too if.
1: We would ever find ourselves in a situation where we have more control over our deck than our opponent does, to the point that it's worth gaining a C Hag just to slow them down a little bit more. And I could see it happening. So, like, either some better draws or some better play could lead you to a position where you're drawing your deck and you are maybe even doing gain and play tricks. Oh wait, no, you can't do that here. Um, you are drawing. Amulet. Yeah, I mean I meant like gain a sea hag and play it tricks. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe you are drawing your deck here and playing everything you've got and your opponent is still getting there. Slowly but surely getting there, but they haven't and things they haven't worked out quite as well. I mean so d- far behind that they never got a vampire. Uh, you you still I mean they're going to trash the cop the curses that you give them, but I do have to wonder if we're going to get to a point where there it will be worth it to get a sea
0: hag in the mid game as a tactical play just to slow them down a little bit more. Uh, that's not impossible, but I think that's kind of edge-casey. I'd be surprised if it came up. I, yeah, I'll look for those windows, and if I see them, I'm going to take them,
1: and I'm going to realize that they weren't there and lose, but we'll see. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's how we do
0: it. Yep. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, so. That's all I got. That's all I have to say on this kingdom. I yeah. look forward to winning many games of Dominion. Yeah, just Against in Lord Raddington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An important part of the process for not doing terrible things, although this one seems a little more straightforward to play. I, yep. I don't think I'll be losing to Lord Raddington. <laughs> I, I kind of hope that Lord Raddington
1: couldn't. Um, I don't oh, know. I, that, I don't actually play against Lord Raddington, like, at all. I, a that, lot of, that Highway Wish board, I lost a lot of games to Lord <laughs> Raddington on that. <laughs> like, I, I don't play Lord Raddington because... I don't get the feeling that it would be good practice for me. Like, I I don't know. I can't picture Lord Reddington behaving like an actual opponent.
0: Yeah, and I like, mean, you're basically playing solitaire at that point. Dominion is so
1: much about counterplay for me. Like, I mean, not always. It depends on the board. Um... Like, those are the games of Dominion I enjoy, at least, so... Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong
0: with it if you do enjoy playing games against Lord yeah. Raddington. But... It's not my favorite, but sometimes I do it so I can talk more intelligently about the kingdoms here. We put a lot of work and care into what we say here on Making Luck, a Dominion podcast. Oh, we're supposed to be doing that? At least I do. Oh, I'm just kind of... Oh, God. You're, am, you're the color commentator, right? <laughs> I am I'm so the, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm the... Uh, I'm the... I'm supposed to be the smart guy, and you're supposed to be the funny guy, right? You're supposed to have that? Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Crap. Okay, next episode, you be the smart guy, and I'll be the funny guy. And All I'll right. just troll you the entire time, <laughs> and you're going to have a tough time. Wait, I actually take us off topic more than you do. That is true. You um, brought up the top and but then I was talking about um melbolina or whatever face there was an elephant at some point yeah and then oh there was that margarine discussion those were good times we went into
1: those um the 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 sandwich metaphor definitely carries us a good ways
0: yeah Um, i love sandwiches yeah just watch an episode of iron chef gauntlet where they had to make sandwiches oh how was that one lady made an ice cream sandwich and deep fried it oh my god she won that challenge i want that oh so good Well. I wish that sandwich was in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: enter the raffle um, and have a shot at me bestowing upon you my immortality. And <laughs> sounds great. We will uh, see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
0: Yeah, You're not raffling off my sanity, are you?
1: No, I mean, to the point that you could... To the point that I haven't already, right? Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm unfazed. Yeah, but, man, I'm enjoying my new things. <laughs> Your new things. So how many times have you driven my car? It's, it's I, been great. Have you even been in my car? <laughs> it's been great, yeah. You know, I I, nice. I went to uh, go get the tires rotated on my car today and that while was nice I was waiting you. Thank you. and while I was waiting <laughs> I was playing my three D S that I still have.
1: That was nice of you to rotate the tires for me, thanks.